Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body, what good is it? So also faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Indeed, someone might say, You have faith and I have works. Demonstrate your faith to me without works, and I will demonstrate my faith to you from my works." You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble. Do you want proof, you ignoramus, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son Isaac upon the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by the works. Thus the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. See how a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. For just as a body without a spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. The word of the Lord. Blessed the man who greatly delights in the Lord's commands. Blessed the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commands. His posterity shall be mighty upon the earth. The upright generation shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. His generosity shall endure forever. Light shines through the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and merciful and just. Well for the man who is gracious and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. He shall never be moved. The just man shall be in everlasting remembrance. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? What could one give in exchange for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this faithless and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. He also said to them, Amen, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see that the kingdom of God has come in power. The Gospel of the Lord. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? The answer, of course, is no. Faith without works is dead. So writes James, the lesser, the cousin, the brother of the Lord Jesus. St. Paul, who wrote at the same time as St. James, wrote to the Romans. Chapter 3, verse 28 of Romans reads, We hold that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Now, how does one answer someone who, citing Romans 3.28, argues we are saved by faith apart from works? 
It is very simple. He cites Roman 2, 6, which states, For he will render to every man according to his works. So which is it? In 2, 6, Paul stated we will be judged by our works. About seven paragraphs later, in 3, 28, he stated we're saved by faith. Fifteen centuries later, Martin Luther, when translating Romans 3.28 into German, added the word alone after the word faith, as in saved by faith alone. When challenged on this, Luther replied, Dr. Luther would have it so. Now, despite the strong will of a defrocked German monk, Scripture clearly shows that faith and works go together. Romans 2.13 states it is not the hearers of the law, but the doers who will be justified. That sounds familiar. We heard it read yesterday at Mass in James's epistle. It's James 1.22. So St. James and St. Paul are not opposed. Rather, they complement each other. If one reads the beginning parts of Romans and Galatians, he will see that St. Paul attacked a specific problem. Judaizers had infiltrated the churches. Judaizers told the new Christians that they had to obey the Jewish law and its works before becoming Christian. They were to eat only kosher foods, keep the Sabbath on Saturday, and get circumcised. These are the works St. Paul railed against in Romans and Galatians. And one does not have to have a doctorate in Scripture to know this. Just read the first part of Romans and Galatians. It's only a few pages. How did things get so messed up then? How was Martin Luther able to take one sentence out of the whole Bible and start a revolution? Well, the ultimate answer is sin. In Luther's time, the church in Rome and elsewhere was a cesspool of immorality and hypocrisy. So she lost her moral authority, and then she lost her lands and monasteries to Protestant revolutionaries. Throughout the history of Christianity, there's always been a level of corruption in the church. It happens because people are in the church and people are sinners. Corruption amongst the clergy started with Judas. It's hardly a modern phenomenon. Corruption does not, however, negate the fact that Christ started one church and gave the keys to Peter to keep the body unified. Corruption does not change the Ten Commandments. Corruption does not change the fact that Christ suffered and died for us in the ultimate good work on Calvary. And so we are called not just to be hearers, but doers to Pick up our cross and work with it by working for others. We are saved then by God's grace, a free gift of faith that shows itself in good works. For faith without works is dead. <laughs> 